The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. We're back here on the block. Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you. If you are in your car, we appreciate you listening on the FM dial 93.7 or on the free app for your phone. You're going to want to be on the stream for this one. We are going to attempt video sharing of uh, some highlights from Nebraska basketball's win over Cal State Fullerton for Teach Tape Tuesday. Um, proper credit, of course, goes to the Big Ten Network for uh, airing this game. But Stricky's got a breakdown for us here coming up in just a minute. But I think it's important to mention this, Strick. Two of the job openings that Nebraska football defensive coordinator Tony White uh, was you know, said to be in the running for, had interviewed for, seem like they're filled. First of all, Syracuse targets uh, Georgia coach Fran Brown, for their head coaching job. And then San Diego State, the other one, seems like they're zeroed in on Sean Lewis, who was Colorado's offensive coordinator before getting demoted in midseason for Pat Shermer. So he was the former head coach at Kent State. Seems like he's headed out there to sunny San Diego. I think Not he had for a sure faster thing. jump. I think he had a, just a faster jump on the on the conversation yeah. as far as that that's all concerned. You know, you were able to kind of get in there and mix and mingle, stay around a little bit longer because you didn't have to deal too much with the responsibilities that you had. So mm-hmm. unfortunate, you know, for uh, Coach White. Um, I mean, fortunate for us. Right. But mm-hmm. unfortunate for him that he probably didn't have the time to rub elbows and shoulders down there at San Diego State. I think that would have been a place that he would have wanted to go. I would think so, too. Like you said, if he wanted a head coaching job, sorry he didn't get one. I mean, he's going to get more offers. He's going to get more opportunities down the road. But I think Nebraska fans can start to feel better that their defensive coordinator is coming back for a second year in Lincoln. I think Rule's got to figure out a way to pay him. There's you know, that part up up his salary because you want him to be you you want him to be uh, feeling good about coming back and doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, just watch just watch how they recruit. I mean, I you you've got to feel like guys like Ty Robinson that would want to come back. There's something about that that uh, you know defensive side of the ball that they feel good about mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, you know he gives them a lot of lot of it may he I, I would I would say that if I was playing football still I would I would love the style of football that they're playing on the defensive side mm-hmm. just go get it run react um you know hawk you there's a lot of things that you can do from many different positions you get to blitz and do different things like that it would be fun style we should also mention this. The Big Ten All-Conference Awards came out on the defensive side of the ball today. The offense will come out tomorrow. I don't think we have to worry about Nebraska threatening for many of those positions. But, Stricky, what if I told you only one Husker 
made an all-conference first, second, or third team from the defense this year? Um, I can understand it because it was it was a broad. Um, it, there there wasn't there was only one name, and I don't I didn't see the list, but there was only one name that I think think that was week in and week out impactful, and that was Nash Hutmucker. It wasn't him, and he was the one that I thought it maybe should have been because mm-hmm. he he was a space eater. He made he made a difference in a lot of ways, but I, I'm surprised. The Big Ten coaches voted Luke Reimer to the third team. Fifth on Nebraska in tackles this year. No interceptions, no forced fumbles, a good handful of tackles for loss and a couple sacks. But he was the only player from that defense with a first, second, or third team recognition, and that was only from the coaches. I think that's respect. From the coaches to him? Sure. Yeah, just, you mm-hmm. know, I, he, because he I don't think he was at his full strength mm-hmm. throughout the year, you know, injury or whatever, but mm-hmm. I... I I don't think I think Luke was more impactful in his earlier years. Definitely yeah. his first campaign, first mm-hmm. season, um, as opposed to this year. I think he was solid. I mean, obviously Luke can run. Oh yeah, so great side. Yeah, side. he's a great side side runner. I think that's a respect thing, mm-hmm. you know, for him. The honorable mentions include Ty Robinson, Nash Hutmacher, Tommy Hill, Quentin Newsom, Isaac Gifford, and Omar Brown. All voted honorable mention by the coaches. And Jamari Butler gets an honorable mention by the media as well. So, again, I think this is another feather in Tony White's cap. A lot of good players, maybe not a great dominant player, but made that defense more than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I love that part about it. And guess what? I think you'll see one or two of them step up next year. Mm -hmm. and You'll start to see them emerge as all-conference type players after the experience that they had this year. I'm with you on that. All right, Teach Tape Tuesday. Let's get to it. We can go 10 minutes or so with this. Again, I tweeted out the link to the video that we're going to be watching. It's up on stream. Hopefully it loads and plays well the way it's supposed to. Um, but Stricky, we're just going to have this playing through the background. Um, if you want to pause it. We're going to, yes. Hit me with the pause. I hit you with the pause. pause. But the concept today, what are you going over that you've liked from Nebraska's offense? One of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at is execution, running, spacing, mm. And movement with and without the ball. Okay. Um, one of the things that I talked about, I think, last year is the read and react offense of style didn't seem to fit or complement the players that they had. Mm. Um, I thought it helped as far as Derek, Derek and his abilities, but I don't think everybody understood outside of Casey Tamanaga late on right. how, how to navigate being a read and react type of offense. Mm-hmm. But I think you have the skill set out of Alec. I think you have the skill set out of, um, you know, Mast. Um, Williams has played a lot. Gary's played a lot. Mature type mm-hmm. players understand setup, you know. CJ's time. taking a step forward. Yeah, you can tell. You can mm-hmm. tell. You can tell they, they bought in. So this part, even this first play here, is an execution play, which I was saying they needed to do more of in order to make sure that they got good shots. You can see the execution as they get into this play. Great screen out of Tamanaga. Great setup on both sides of them coming out of that play. Um, I think we went... That's okay. It's very slow. It's very choppy. Hopefully it plays. So you got Tamanaga coming off. Great feet. And then ball movement. And look at the spacing. So you see a mature Alec clear out, where in the past you probably could have had a jumble. 
mm-hmm. there. Alec did a little leak out to the right side of the baseline. So, therefore, if his man helps, he has either free reign at the rebound or he also has the ability to sneak in behind for a little drop off and a, and a dump off. So that's part of the execution you saw there. And you can let it run at this point. We'll let it and run. And we'll, you know, I'll just talk about it. You mentioned, too, as we were going through this off air, Nebraska would, you know, get shots last year out of similar concepts. But Nebraska is not just getting shots, but making shots available and getting good shots. And the shooting percentages have gone up. What's the difference between Nebraska getting shots last year versus Nebraska creating and making the good shots this year? It's, it's an understanding of what a good shot is. Mm-hmm. It's so sometimes there would be an extra pass, a no, a nonsense extra pass, trying to make a better shot, but ends up not being a better shot, and then you end up even have a shot clock violation, or you end up just with a with a kind of force shot mm-hmm. because you actually had the best shot at that time, you passed it up, trying to create a better shot, which is okay in the mind to do, but. Sometimes they're realizing this year, Austin, that where the good shots are coming from. Mm-hmm. And so you're getting shot fakes, you're getting flybys, you're getting then pre- push to pressure, and they're knowing where their spacing is and where their guys are going to be on the court. Guys are getting in spaces on the court to where it makes sense, to where it stretches the defense and it makes it harder for them to cover on recovery. So it's been good. Something that I think some people would have a question about, too, is when you say movement on offense, obviously being in motion, making sure defenders have eyes on you as a player is key. But sometimes the best way to move is slow, to set a guy up, to walk him in, to walk him down, and then explode. How does Nebraska handle those situations? Are you seeing just them constantly in motion, or do you see some of that good change of pace? That was last year. Mm. That's what I'm seeing now. You're seeing it also on the fast break opportunities. When they're getting fast breaks, they're running now for opportunities. Remember, there was a lot of discussions we had last year, Austin, about just running to a spot or running to a They're actually understanding, no, run for a layup this time. Mm. Or they're understanding where to slice into to uh, give an open passing lane for a penetrating player. They're understanding where the shots are going to come from out of break situations, mass is understanding trail and lane runs. Mm. And so they're, 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 they're getting a good understanding of how and where each other are going to be. You saw in one instance, if you, if you're able to watch it from the, you, the Twitch, I mean the uh, X stream, um, there was one situation where uh, Tamanaga had a dribble drive penetration he ends up going to the baseline on a half spin back to the baseline. Help comes over. He finds Jawan in the corner. In mm-hmm. the past, Jawan maybe would have been too high. There, 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 he was deep in the corner because there's no way he can make that pass if he's anywhere but where Jawan Gary was. Mm-hmm. So they're doing a good job of coaching spacing and knowing where those guys are and where they're going to be. And shooters sliding into those passing pockets, yeah. staying in the vision, right? We talk about yeah. that with football a lot where – just find the open spot in the zone, sit in it. But with basketball, it's so important to when the defense is shifting, yeah, either yeah. go with it or, or flow away against from it, it right? right? Right. And 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 that's one of the issues that I think this Nebraska football team has to figure out because other teams do it well. Mm-hmm. If your quarterback is in scramble mode, you just know how to roll with it or slide out 
or understand what your route trees are. So, like, if you're caught on a dig, a ten out, a, a ten, a ten uh, yard dig, which is going inside, right? Mm-hmm. You got a zone, so you don't run across the zone in that specific instance. You mm-hmm. kind of sit in it, mm-hmm. right? But then, if there's a defender there and he's comes over to 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 blanket you you want to roll out of it and go back outside maybe to the corner or come back to your your quarterback to find an opening what they what you'll see on tape with Nebraska is they're standing there watching mm. and you get blanketed and there's nobody moving you're just kind of dancing around in 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 the coverage and not getting a, a lane open for your quarterback so this Nebraska team is is on the basketball side understands this part of it. They understand when to back out from a screen, when driving lanes are open, if guys are coming over to to uh, to take away the drive. They're understanding where that next pass is. Their mm-hmm. defense has been phenomenal as well as far as their help and recoveries. It's been great. I, we just saw a transition play out of Nebraska, and I want to hit on that to finish out Teach Tape Tuesday here. There are different kinds of transition, right? Two-on-one, if you get anything but a dunk or a layup, you're doing it wrong. Casey's kind of backed off and shot a couple threes. He might be the exception to the rule. But how important is recognizing if it's two-on-one versus three-on-two versus four-on-three, and then also who you are as a player? Am I a spacer? Am I a cutter? Am I a rim runner? What goes into all those different situations? It, it's, it's, it, it goes into knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And then knowing where the advantage or the disadvantage is in that specific situation. If you have a disadvantage, or I mean, if you have an advantage situation and you're a trail guy, you don't run down and clog it up because the shot's going to come on the trail, right? It's either going to come from because everybody is taught. You got to understand what guys are taught. Everybody is taught get to the paint, fan out. Mm-hmm. So if you're at an advantage, everybody by way of coach is is forcing themselves into the paint to minimize the disadvantage that they have. Therefore, trail opportunities are going to happen. So on the fan out, the trail guy then has a decision to make. How much space is before him on on his uh, closeout? If it's it's a hard closeout, don't take the shot there because it's going to be a hard challenge. It's a shot fake, fly by, get into the next one. If the next guy doesn't come, it's a pull up. Mm -hmm. If the next guy doesn't come, it's a floater. If the next guy doesn't come, I hesitate. Nobody comes. I'm at the rim. So it's a progression. If they do rotate, then it's next. And then I'm next. Who the next closeout guy to me is? How far away is he? How fast can he get here? If he's hard closeout, then I'm next to the corner because there's nobody that can get there. Those Mm -hmm. are the shots that you're seeing Nebraska get now. They were missing some of them early. They're now starting to make them. And if they can continue to do that, they'll have a good six. I like season. I like the mix that Nebraska has when you look at its transition game because rink mass, I think, is a great as a trailer. Rebound, outlet, follow up the play. Alec can do that. I love him as a rim runner. Even Facts. if he's the rebounder, he outlets, he can still run the floor. Mm-hmm. CJ Wilcher can do both. I love him as a rebound, outlet, and then trail. But also, if he's ahead, he's a threat. Mm-hmm. Casey, same way. Bryce Williams, if you get him late as a trail, I like that because then he can drive and kind of start mm-hmm. that secondary so I think guys have and to know Jamarcus is Jamarcus is to the, is to the he's blame. A flash. And then and now he's understanding that midi part of him right. that they cut it off. He either hits him with a back dribble or between the dribble step back, and he's hitting middies now. Mm-hmm. So they're that's why I'm telling you they're learning. They're mm-hmm. growing as far as what they're seeing on tape. 
you can tell they're watching because, or you can tell they're having discussions with the coaches mm-hmm. because you can see those progressions starting to be effective in the games. And your point on Jamarcus from yesterday still rings true. 12 assists, no turnovers in the last three games mm-hmm. for a guy that's still learning how to play point guard. Yeah, yeah. And you got to love that because I think he'll only get better. He sure will. Great stuff on Teach Tape Tuesday. We kind of got the, the stream to work. We'll make sure we get that ironed out a little bit. But again, if you want to check the highlights, I tweeted them out. Stricky retweeted them. And pair that video with this segment on the podcast audio that'll be up for you here in just a little bit. We'll step aside. We'll bring Jay Foreman in, cross it over, get you set up for old school. I'm going to get back.